Hi, this is Dee Wallace from ET and Cujo, and you're listening to Without Your Head. Station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil. That would make me terrible, Troy. I'm Treacherous Tristan. And I am Beheading Justin. Excellent. Justin Beheading, I think we've uh, decided is this the <laughs> Justin Beheading. I, I approve. <laughs> and I have to give credit. That was Eric in the uh, Without Your Head Facebook group. Oh, so I don't want to steal his thunder. Well, thank you, Eric, for coming up with that one. That was very creative. <laughs> Yeah, we were going over skulls earlier before we went live. Maybe that'll be a future edition of the show, 13 Skulls. Going over our skull collections. Right. <laughs> Years ago, actually, uh, in Salem, I found a skull in the woods uh, in, in Dead Horse Beach. And it, well, we, we found out it was a goat skull. So Ooh. I don't know how it got there. There was some type of sacrifice going on, but it was weird. You should have kept it. <laughs> I gave it to Annabelle. Oh, okay. Yes. So tonight, though, it's not skulls. Well, there might be skulls involved, but it's the 13 <laughs> werewolves, our 13 favorite werewolf films. So we have the uh, the honorary list man here, of course, with those Justin beheading. He's not even have to prepare. He just he's like, oh yeah, I've got that right here in the desk. <laughs> Pretty much, it's all here on paper. <laughs> yep, vampires, werewolves. Ah, there we go. He keeps them in alphabetical order. The list. Yep, exactly. Which where boars, where bears, where tigers, <laughs> werewolves. There we are. Someone suggested because uh, they said not just werewolves, 
But I don't think the movie they suggested was actually a lycanthrope movie, uh, Black Sheep. And then that more like, aren't they like zombie sheep? I think you're right. I think they're that's, more like the undead. I'm ashamed to admit, that's actually one that I've heard about for years. I need to get around to seeing. It's it's just eluded me for years. I don't know why. <laughs> it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I like it. But uh, we don't want to get too many rules here. We don't want to. Yeah. Joe Castro has all the rules when we have him. <laughs> oh yeah, that's anyway. true. So uh, anyway, <laughs> we'll start with uh, number thirteen, or we're gonna start, we're, traditionally we start with Trista. Okay, thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, I feel weird about my list. I feel like I might get some shit for it, but Uh-oh. it's my heart. <laughs> so okay, my thirteen is the Wolf of Snow Hollow. And I went with this uh, because I liked Jim Cummings as a writer, director, and actor. I really like watching him. And also it tackles alcoholism and uh, uh, like toxic masculinity. And I just like the film. I thought it was unpredictable. That's a recent movie, too. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's cool to have some, uh, some uh, newer films on here. We might be able to uh, get some guests up from that uh, during our six weeks of The Werewolf here. We'll try to uh, work on that. Actually, need to uh, see that one. I heard about it though. Yeah, I saw it recently. Um, I don't know if it was part of a festival we were covering, but I, yeah, I saw it recently. It was a. Uh, it didn't make my list, but probably because I didn't think about it. But it's a good pick. <laughs> uh, my thirteen is a movie from ninety one, but I actually just watched it when I was trying to watch a bunch of. I've watched dozens of werewolves movies okay. <laughs> uh, recently to prepare for this, and uh, so this one made my list. Uh, it's just a fun movie, Mom, from 1991, and it's about uh, a grandma who uh, becomes a werewolf, and it's a sort of it's a comedy. But the the uh, it's got good gore and the uh, and the makeups are really well done. It's oh. kind of a I would say a hidden gem because I've not really heard people talk about this movie. Uh, Brian, I don't know that one. Uh, plays this really evil guy in it. He's like so overtly evil then it makes me laugh every you know all his dollars like oh you know just really uh sound it's something like i would do i think but uh i really dug this movie so it's uh free on tubi if anyone wants to check it out mom i will I'll have to remember that really should be Definitely. called grandma but it's called <laughs> your number 13 troy we'll go around okay my uh my 13 i just changed it recently because it was going to be cursed, which I enjoy, but I think, in all fairness, all the Universal uh, Wolfman movies that aren't the Wolfman. So, okay. like, so like- uh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Everything you know that Lon Chaney Jr. was the Wolfman, and besides the Wolfman, there's none of them are great, but they're all worth watching just for him. And like you know, the Lawrence Talbot uh, character is just so great, and he's so perfect as it. So that one, maybe I'll get some shit too, because that's my jumbled up number thirteen. It's like twenty <laughs> movies into one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a twenty way tie. <laughs> uh, I'll let it pass. <laughs> Joe Castro wouldn't, but no, you will. He'd All have right. your hide. <laughs> I know. I noticed, so, uh, you know what? I was saying I don't have a werewolf shirt, but I just remember I do have an American Werewolf in London shirt, but I didn't. Oh. 
But uh, this is a weird patch. It's a it's a military um, morale patch of the Wolfman. I have no idea why they made nice. it. I like it. All right. Justin, you're number 13. So my number 13 going along with the uh, Universal Monsters uh, love is um, from 1935, uh, Werewolf, of, Werewolf of London, with uh, Henry Hull as uh, the title Werewolf. And this is uh, has always been an interesting one for me because it came in, uh, this was back in 2004 when Van Helsing came out. They released, they started out with just Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman as the legacy collection. And each one came with the sequels or even some related movies to those movies. And so at the Wolfman, they only offered the first Wolf, the original Wolfman and Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. So to fill in the gaps, they threw in a couple other werewolf movies. The uh, Abysmals have never seen again to this day since first watching it, She-Wolf of London. And then uh, Werewolf. That is a bad one. It's very I have those sets, by the way. Yeah, yeah it's but with Rove of London, it's just need to see their first attempt. What seems like their first attempt at a werewolf movie, uh, just after they had tried to make a Wolfman movie with the director that was supposed to make a Frankenstein movie, Robert Flory. He was given an opportunity to make a werewolf movie and ended up losing that job as well, along with Frankenstein. So. See, I believe bits and pieces of that story ended up in Werewolf London. And, you know, it's just, it's nice to see that start with Werewolf London with the basic elements of the Werewolf movie, uh, even though it is missing a few here and there. Cool. Good pick. And a very in-depth reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number it 20. might be on my list, but for a lot less reasons than that. <laughs> Number 12, Trista. My 12 um, is a vampire movie, but it has werewolves in it, and it's uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, I I love the movie. Yeah, Yeah, great movie. The great pick. Uh, I know they talked about doing the sequel for a long time, The Swearwolves, but I don't think it's ever come before. I think then they started making the show, so I, I, you know, that's probably everything they wanted to do. Yeah. That's a really good pick. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies. I remember uh, when I was in rehab um, after surgery, it was one of the movies I watched, and uh, I always remember it. It's great. And um, if you go back in the archives, we did some interviews with the cast. No swear wolves, though. We should get the swear wolves on. Yeah. Uh, number t- 10 for me is the, uh, the 2010 Wolfman, which some people uh, hate, but I, uh, I like it. It's obviously not as good as the Wolfman. But uh, I think it's a good movie, and I think the wolf man himself looks awesome. In it. Oh, so yeah, my list. Baker's effects, yeah, the effects are great. Yep, and I think the movie's good. I know a lot of people don't like it, I think it's good. Don't be surprised if that's higher on my list. All right, <laughs> I'm not alone. Then. Mm-hmm. Number 12, um, not a perfect movie, but uh, it's got Jack in it, so how cool is that? Is Wolf and um. Not your stereotypical werewolf kind of movie, you know, it just kind of like accentuates him and he gets more characteristics of like a wolf. But uh, like I said, Jack's in it and that's all you really need. So watch Wolf. It's good. I like it. It's good. It's a good movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it for a while, but I like it. I liked it at the time. Alrighty. My number 12 uh, goes 
very obscure, and this goes along with my number five, actually, is a, a Spanish werewolf movie called uh, Werewolf Shadow, <laughs> starring uh, this, I don't know if anyone here is familiar with Spanish horror icon, uh, Paul Nashi, uh, but he did a bunch of uh, horror movies in Spain in the 70s, and he started out actually doing uh, werewolf movies. He created his own franchise based on this character, Waldemar Doninsky, and basically made his own, put his own stamp on the Wolfman saga. And this was the third or fourth movie in the series that he did, Werewolf Shadow. And it was basically the one that uh, kicked off the Spanish horror movie boom in the 70s, along with uh, The Tombs of the Blind Dead. And it's basically, Waldemar Doninsky is a werewolf who was brought back from the dead, um, after having been shot previously and is living at a castle that also houses the tomb of a vampire that also comes back to life. And so now you have a vampire and a werewolf going around with these two young girls who get stuck in the castle with him. And it's, it's also not a perfect movie. It has some cheesy moments, but it can be fun here and there. It's, I mean, the cheesy elements are what make it fun. And also it does have a good sense of atmosphere. Check this out. Was it yeah, Shadow of the Wolf? Uh, werewolf Shadow. Uh, no plural at all, actually. It's oh. grammatically incorrect. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's... Right. You guys have given me two I've got to check out now. Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Geraldine says, uh, Wolf is underrated to Troy. <laughs> and Nicholas Hatch says hello and sends a little wolf and a heart. Oh, very good. <laughs> Number 11, Trista. Okay, my 11. Also, Justin, I have to tell you, I was telling Troy he could be a vampire or a werewolf, but I think you could be a werewolf too, Justin. You'd make a great werewolf, I think. Which I'll have, uh, after the list, I'll have a little history on uh, myself and attempting to make a werewolf movie. Oh, if I I'm excited about yeah. Yeah. Just don't let me forget and I'll mention it. <laughs> Um, if, you knew, if, if you knew you were, we would have scheduled this for for a full moon. We really would have added to the <laughs> to the uh, ambiance. <laughs> exactly. So my eleven is um, Teen Wolf, guys. I love watching oh. werewolves play basketball, and I also <laughs> like Michael J. Fox. So <laughs> well, lucky for you, that movie came out then. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> put together your many loves. <laughs> Which, and that's actually one that almost almost made my list, but I I can't think of a reason why I didn't. I I'm ash- I'm ashamed of myself for that, honestly. You should be. You should. Be. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, just- <laughs> Geraldine also liked your uh, your last pick, uh, Justin. Oh, thank you, Geraldine. <laughs> uh, my number eleven is Late Phases. Uh, I really like this movie. It's kind of about an older werewolf. Uh, great cast: Larry Fessenden's in it, uh, Tom Noonan. Uh, it's another one I actually just watched recently when I was watching all the uh, all these werewolf movies, and I stumbled upon. You did it. your homework, and I've been wanting to watch it for quite a while. Uh, so I finally got around to watching it, and I suggest people check it out. I really dig it. Late Phases. I was actually about to watch this one before uh, doing this list on Shutter, and then it came up saying that it's uh, no longer available. And I was oh, kind of on Amazon Prime right now. I should have done that. I should have done Prime. <laughs> it might be on Tubi too. Oh, there's a ton on Tubi. Yeah. 
Mr. Jones. Oh, I'm sorry. This is our number 11? Yep. My number 11 has uh, already been mentioned. It's uh, Werewolf of London. The the song or the movie? Uh, both. Both, you know. It's, um, I don't really have much to add to it. Just, uh, I think that the special effects, the makeup effects were done by the same person that did uh, the Wolfman. Yeah, and this Pierce. was like, yeah, his first chance of doing like a werewolf makeup, which is kind of cool. And, and it's, uh, you know, um, it's a fun movie. Like, uh, there's some real dull spots in it, but but I like it. Pretty good. <clears throat> I've seen it years ago. I'm not uh, f- really familiar. I should need to uh, watch it again. <laughs> Number 11, Justin. So my number 11 is actually uh, Troy's uh, number 12, Wolf, which I had not seen in years uh, when I revisited it on Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember what day. And, you know, it's, I remember liking it when I first saw it, and I still enjoyed it to this day. And I actually watched a review of the movie before watching the movie again, and it was funny to notice that the reviewer pointed out that there's so many scenes where Jack Nicholson is not a werewolf uh, throughout most yeah. of the movie uh, before when you finally do get the werewolf stuff. And it kind of made me realize, yeah, it's a movie that still works even in those scenes. Like it's still engaging. It's still entertaining. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's a good movie. I like it with a pretty decent, pretty good score from uh, Ennio Morricone as well. Yeah, I haven't seen it for a while either. I should have revisited but I remember seeing it at the theater when it came out. Now we're into the top ten. Well, mine is uh, Wolf as oh, well. Excellent. I'm the only one without <laughs> Wolf on that list. Yeah. <laughs> and that was Rick Baker, too, that did the makeup, right? And uh, I'm a Mike Nichols fan, so... Very good choice. Uh, my ten, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna guess. I'm the only one who has this on here, but I love this movie. It's actually my favorite Barry Boswick movie, and that is FDR, American Badass. And he plays FDR, who battles the Nazis, and all the Nazis are uh, are werewolves. It's really dumb, but <laughs> I find it hilarious. And the, it's a lot, mostly like veteran cast. And uh, they all seem to just have, like, a great time making the movie. And uh, it's very funny. I would suggest FDR, American Badass. Look into that one now. Very good. (laughs) But I think you being the only person without Wolf on your list, you're also the only person, Neil, that marks his territory like uh, Jack does. (laughs) Yeah, people don't need to know everything about it. But I do enjoy, when I'm in a new city, I do enjoy to... to, uh, to urinate outside. To mark your territory, <laughs> yes. Well, I'm glad you haven't been able to travel recently. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It is oh, a don't go doing that in my town, man. <laughs> I may have already. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm sorry, that was number 10? Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's When it's like kind of dark and, and it's uh, kind of misty. The moon's full. Yeah, you were like one with nature. It's a good experience. All right, number I dig it. Number ten. 
My number 10, um, I love the werewolves in this movie, and it's uh, Dog Soldiers. Yes. Probably will be on a lot of lists. I, I think the werewolves in this flick just look so cool. Um, they just remind me of like uh, oh, like a Richard Corbin like uh, comic book or something. I just, I love them. Yeah, that's a great I think it's a cool movie, too. I do, too. I think it's awesome. Uh, the, real quick, what Troy said about me earlier reminds me when I, when I was in LA last time, <laughs> and uh, and also in, in in Charlotte. So if Jason's around, he starts telling Michael and Sophie all these things, and then there was some other people I knew when we we're in LA, and I was like, "This is why I kept saying they don't need to know everything about it." <laughs> all right, number ten, Justin. So my number nothing, ten, nothing is... like horrible or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so my number 10 is uh, one of the few movies that I had not seen before uh, putting together this list. And it's um, this is also a case where my list will consist of one movie from each of the major British studios from the 60s and 70s. Uh, in this case, it's The Beast Must Die with uh, Peter Cushing. And I have been curious about this movie for quite a while because uh, I'd known about it from when Severin Films first released a DVD of it years before and decided to check it out on Shudder. And I like the murder mystery angle that they take with it, where they actually have you guess who the werewolf is in almost a William Castle fashion. And not to mention it, I mean, granted, it's made in the days when they couldn't do a Rick Baker werewolf like an American Wolf in London. They had to do a wolf that you know they would get from somebody for the film but still it's it's a fun movie and it has peter cushing in it yeah you can't cushing wrong. makes everything better okay. i would agree with that yes Very good. mine oh. is the beast must die as well really yeah nice. oh, another wow. fan oh. <laughs> well my number nine was troy's 10 is a dog soldier nice uh one of my favorite uh werewolves the wolves themselves look very cool yeah I'm a fan of the bipedal werewolves. Yeah, I like those myself. <laughs> Number nine for you, Troy. Oh, um, my, Trista. Oh, no, hers was, I thought she oh, said. No, mine was yours. Oh, mine I see. I missed Number nine was yeah. your number ten. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm spazzing. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number nine uh, is also a very good book called Thor, and it's Bad Moon. Which kind of came and went. I, I'm not really sure of the year. I'm guessing late '80s, early '90s. Um, it was '96. Well, '96 was it? Okay. Uh, cool story about you know kid and his dog and uh, werewolf coming to visit, and the dog saves everybody from the werewolf. It's pretty cool. I like it a lot. It's actually much higher in my list because it's one of my favorites and a very underrated movie. And I love that the dog is the hero of the film. Did you ever read the book, Neil? It's good. No, I didn't like it. It's it's called Thor, which is the name of the German shepherd. I'll have to check it out. I've been flying through a lot of audiobooks here, so I'll add that to my list. That movie's kind of hard for me to watch. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's the only reason it's on my list. It's very well done, but I'm too sensitive for all the animal stuff, you know. Yep. Oh, I understand completely. It's like, that's why you can't go and revisit, like, uh, Old Yeller or something, you know, once is enough. Yeah. Well, The Fox and the Hound, the most depressing Disney movie ever made. 
I haven't seen that since I was a kid for that reason. Oh, yeah, that's like Dumbo. I can't go back to Dumbo because of his mom. A lot of children. Yeah, I can't watch any of that stuff. Yeah, dad. Children's stories. I think a lot of children's stories are the most depressing. Like, yeah, you know, without a true. doubt. So, were the wild. What's so? I don't know. We read it in school with when the dogs get killed at the end. Oh, um, where the red fern grows. Yeah, where yeah. yeah. I don't know why they make poor like fourth or fifth graders read that book because that just that'll scar you forever. All right, number nine for Justin. So my number nine is also like Wolf, another movie I had not seen in years. In fact, both movies I realize now, my first time seeing it was back in the 2000s when I bought the DVDs for both and for some reason never revisited them. Uh, it's Silver Bullet. Oh, nice. And yeah, no, it's a great movie. One that I had kind of had written off back in the day as just being a really good werewolf movie, but nothing too spectacular. And then I decided to revisit it for the list and was stunned at how much I really loved it. Like Everett McGill as uh, the werewolf, you know, is, and also uh, Gary Busey is also great in the movie. Uh, the one thing that I will say does bring the movie down just a little bit is the werewolf suit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a little too thin. It needed just a little more muscle tone or maybe just more fur. Cause it just like, it's like my arm with more hair. That's what the werewolf looks like in that movie. And I, yeah. so, but otherwise it's a really good movie though. Yeah. And the Bernie writes and illustrations. They're, they're amazing. Oh yeah. Yep. I follow the werewolf. Yeah. Yep. I, I should have brought my little pin. I have a silver pin from it's, it's the werewolf skull from that. Uh, Ooh, nice. they, they had a, I think when, when Bernie was really sick, when he was dying, um, they released like a series of um, a pen and inks that he did, and it came with this little pen. And I'll have to pick it up sometime. It's really good stuff. Cool. I don't think I've seen that. You haven't? All right, I'll have to show you. Uh, number eight. My eight, I'm sure it's on everyone's list, but higher is an American Werewolf in London. Um, that's a great movie. I have lots of memories watching that um, with my dad as a kid, and um, that's Rick Baker as well. Um, so yeah, I love that. Fantastic movie. work on that one. Yeah, to me, it's the best uh, transformation scene. And uh, um, I just put up and put up some old uh, clips of old uh, interviews, and I put up some David Naughton ones since it, we're doing the werewolf stuff. And uh, one thing I don't remember in the interview, but it was funny, was he was saying Cat Stevens uh, turned that turned down using Moonshadow for the movie, and also warned them against uh, ever against making werewolf movies. Like he was like, he thought this was you know to bring bad mojo to the world, making movies about werewolves, which I thought was very funny. But yeah, great movie. Uh, it's much higher in those. Number eight is uh, one that I, I've seen before, but I actually just watched it again uh, for the show because for some reason I never thought much for the movie. And then I watched it because everyone always loves it. And I was like, oh, this, this is a great movie. That's Ginger Snaps. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just watched it actually last night. And uh, again, and yeah, a great movie. Even before the- my honorable mention. The num- number eight for Troy. Uh, my number eight was, um, I think already mentioned, uh, yeah, actually it was just Justin's number um, nine was Silver Bullet. 
Nice. <laughs> not really much much else to add to it. Just I, I really. Uh, I think you have a pin. I do. I do. I have the silver bullet. Uh, werewolf pit. The skull. Speaking of skulls, it keeps on topic for the, the entire show. <laughs> Comes back to skulls. Yeah. <laughs> number eight for Justin here. Which actually, before I get to my number eight, I do want to point out an interesting fact to it. I found out in uh, the book uh, True Indie that Don Coscarelli was actually in the process of, he was writing Silver Bullet right. and almost directed it. Oh, yeah! The director of Phantasm almost made a werewolf movie at some point. That's a great book, by the way. It is. Read it twice. (laughs) Yeah, he's also uh, wanted to write for a Nitro WCW Nitro, which was pretty wild thing to read about. Didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, So my number eight is Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Nice. Classic, classic movie. That honestly, it takes a lot of stuff from the Wolfman and kind of adds to it. I feel like it adds to the mythology a little more. It's also among the first ones to have a really good transformation scene and more shots of the full moon. So it's, and there's also some genuinely uh, suspenseful moments with the Wolfman that is something that as much as I love the universe monster movies, they're effective in terms of atmosphere, not in terms of suspense as much anymore, Mm. but there's a couple of scenes with the Wolfman that are actually well done. Like when he attacks a cop, the buildup to it is actually really, really good. And then of course you get a great fight at the end with him and the Frankenstein monster played this time by Bela Lugosi. Um, so, you yeah, know, it's, it's a really fun movie. I agree. It's on my list as well. A little higher. Nice. <laughs> now we're into the top seven. My seven is silver bullets. Um, Well, I'm glad. I think it's uh, it's on all of our lists. Yeah. My seven was uh, Justin just mentioned Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, and um, for me, a lot of the reasons high on my list is I remember watching it so often as a kid. It was just uh, I love the Universal monster movies. I used to record them on VHS when they'd show them late at night. You know, long before the internet and streaming, or even you could get them on home video. And uh, there was just something, uh, even though now I don't think it's, it's, it's still a fun movie. It's not as good as, you know, Wolfman or Frankenstein, but it's still a still well-made movie. And it's not as goofy as I think some people think, but yeah, it's really, and it's really cool. It's not as goofy as some of the later ones, like House of Frankenstein or something like that. It's really cool to see, you know, especially when your kids see the two, two of the monsters fighting each other. And I remember we had the old eight millimeter uh, oh version. yeah, it was only a couple minutes long and it had no sound, but you watch <laughs> it on the projector screen. Yeah, we used to watch those things over and over and over again. Yeah. All right. Well, I used to still. I don't know if we still have them anywhere or not. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I remember we had them for a long time, but we didn't have any uh, way to watch them. Yeah. Any pro- any projector to use them. All right, you're number seven, Troy. All right, my number seven is the most recent movie on my list, and I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but it's uh, Wolf Walkers. It's an animated movie just from last year. I think it was uh, up for an Oscar, and it lost out to um, uh, Soul, which won for Best Animated Movie. I actually like this movie a lot better. Um, Really beautifully animated. It's not... Not one of like 
uh, the studios that you're, you know, you usually see things from. But I think it was the third animated film from them. And uh, Sean Bean's one of the voices. Really cool take on uh, on like a pack type werewolf thing. It's um, if you guys haven't seen it though, I, I really I recommend it very highly. Yeah, I've not seen it. I I'll just look into it. I won't tell you if Sean Bean lives because he probably you know Sean Bean. <laughs> Oddly enough, though, Soul is on my list. Okay, all right. I figured as much. Very That's because cool. you sold your soul. Yeah, I was told uh, I got my second uh, <laughs> second vaccination shot yesterday, and then someone on Facebook told me that the getting a vaccination is selling your soul to the devil. <laughs> this was a, a grown adult. Well, I guess that makes two of us. Since... <laughs> right, or maybe all four of us. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> nice. Well, okay, we're all together then. Yay! We'll enjoy it. We've all lost our souls. Of fire together. It's where we belong. Hello to April Cox and Ken Craver here in the chat. Hello. Number seven. So my number seven. I'm sorry to interrupt you. April says, I don't think I've seen a single werewolf film. (laughs) (laughs) Unless Harry Potter counts. Oh, is there a werewolf in Harry Potter? I don't know. I've seen all the Harry Potter movies. The third one. Third one has a werewolf. All right. (laughs) We'll count it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Justin. Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no, you're all good. Uh, My number seven is, uh, this is one of the few I had seen for the first time. Uh, Also, like a lot of movies nowadays that are horror on Shudder, Ginger Snaps. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really good, really fun. Yeah, I loved it, yeah. You know, and uh, can't go wrong with two uh, young girls that stage crime scenes, bloody crime scenes. That's always fun. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And plus, you know, werewolf action. You know, there's, there's a lot to love about the movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'd, I'd watched it uh, on, probably rented it on DVD or, or probably VHS, I guess, when it first came out. And for some reason, I really thought, much about it and then uh people it's always on people's lists of uh you know favorite movies and so i watch it again for the show and i was like oh yeah it's much better than than i thought it was for some reason i'm glad i made your list as well oh see geraldine geraldine agrees with ginger snap she loves it okay good all right that was what seven yes six my six is the company of wolves um, because it really scared me as a kid. It's very dreamy and creepy, and the effects are very cool. Yeah, this is one I actually watched for the show. It's on my honorable uh, mentions, and it does uh, have this dreamlike um, quality to it. It, it honestly, you, I don't think you'd watch it, and really, it doesn't look real. But that really is is what it's going for. And great, uh, great cast, cast in that one too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And yeah, and everything looks very cool. It's very freaky, like the wolves kind of they're they're like ripping out of the skin, which is very cool. One guy even rips the skin off, which is is pretty wild. Very early in the movie. Yeah. Uh let's see, that was six. Great choice. Uh my six is uh, Curse of the Werewolf with Oliver Reed. Oh, great movie. A big Oliver very Reed fan. Uh, uh great actor. A great drinker, I guess, but uh, <laughs> several ancestral stories about his habits. 
Yeah, I love Curse of the Werewolf. We're a great looking uh, werewolf. I don't have a I don't have a pin of that, but I do have a patch of that. I don't have it on anything currently, but oh. I need to put on something. Gotta yeah, get Curse the of patch. Yeah. What's your number six? Um, my my number six is Wolfen with Albert Finney. Uh, I think that was wasn't that the year of the werewolves? Uh, yeah, it's weird that Howling and American World from London all came. Yeah. Out. I love the shots like through the like the wolf eyes and stuff with the got like the heat kind of infravision thing going on and stuff. Um, I just think it's a cool movie. I like it a lot. I haven't seen that one in years. I've got I should go back and revisit that. Yeah, it's on. Um, actually, I think it might only be rental. I was trying to watch it again for the show oh. itself. I think it was. It's not. Streaming free anywhere currently, but I think it's only like three dollars on on Amazon or one of those. Okay, so uh, that's my number six. Excellent choice. I've never been a fan of the movie, but I should rewatch it. I remember Troy loved it when we were when I was. Yeah. Troy was an old man. I always liked it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number six, Justin. So my number six is actually your number six, Curse of the Werewolf, which. Uh, this was actually back in the day. I bought the box set, the DVD box set that came with uh, from Universal Studios. It was a bunch of Hammer horror movies, like Rise of Dracula, Evil of Frankenstein, and of course Chris the Werewolf and a few others. And I chose to watch Chris the Werewolf because that was about the only one of those movies that I was actually, other than Evil of Frankenstein, that I was familiar with. So that was my introduction to Hammer horror films, and. It sets the bar pretty high, though. It does actually, and yeah, it's unfortunate that it's the only one that the only werewolf movie that they ever made because it did not do well financially. Actually, I heard, and it's it's a really well done movie. You know, it's a great at that time a, a modern, a more modern take on the werewolf movie um, approach to it. Anyway, uh, given that it takes place like in the fourteen hundreds, fifteen hundreds, somewhere around there in Spain, which is always interesting to see British actors playing Spaniards, but they have no Spanish accents. <laughs> um, and also great uh, design on the werewolf. It's just all in all a great, solid werewolf movie. Yeah, I agree. I'm a big fan. Excellent choice. Obviously, since I had it mine. Not obviously it's a great choice, but obviously I agree with the choice. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> All right, number five. My five is Howl. Um, I think it's really an underrated film, mostly because there's uh, some really great acting in this film, and I'm a big uh, Shauna McDonald fan. So um, she's also the lead actress from The Descent, and the fellow that did the special effects on The Descent directed her in this film as well, and I think that's really interesting. So I'm fans of both of their work i have to admit i've not seen hal but now i'm interested i'm gonna write it in my notes yeah i'm adding that to my list of things i must see now too especially yeah, now I that have... i know yeah i'm a huge fan because i love the descent the descent yeah, scares my favorite. fantastic yeah yeah that was my favorite horror movie that year i think we were doing the show at that time it's like 2006 i think so uh so that was uh five right yeah uh, my five has been mentioned by everyone, so uh, it's 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 uh, swept the list here. Silver Bullet. 
Xbox. <laughs> and I agree with what everyone said about it. I'll just say <laughs> ditto. Oh, I, I like that. I can say that for my number five as well. Adding a lot of in-depth uh, <laughs> analysis here. Was your five? I'm not going to say what my number five was. I'm just going to say ditto. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, it was uh, The Wolfman from 2010. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. I, yeah, I don't really Wolfman. have too much to, to add. I like all the actors in it. Good werewolf. And then I like the fact that he changes from, like, he'll do the bipent and down on all fours, booking it for a while. And I just really dig the movie. I like it a lot. <laughs> It's like kind of a good throwback type movie to me. Yeah, I agree. And it was very, it's very cool. We saw it in the theater, um, which, you know, a lot of times adds to a movie because it was very cool uh, werewolf to see on the big screen. Like this uh, weekend, we might go see Spiral, which will be yeah, nice to see I'm like a horror flick on the yeah. big screen. I'm not a huge uh, Saw fan, but I do think Spiral looks good. And we haven't been to the theater for a while, so it'd be fun to go see it. It's playing uh, our theater just opened in town, reopened in town. So that's playing. And they also uh, started doing drive-ins, which I don't even – people will know they don't live here, but I have no idea where it's supposed to be because it's just a little parking lot. But the, the double feature drive-in, we will not be seeing. <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat and, like, Tom and Jerry or something. Oh, God. You can't ask for a better selection than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, number five. So my number five is, uh, once again, it goes back to the werewolf shadow on this one. Uh, this is another one from Paul Nashi, none of the werewolf. Uh, and so something I didn't mention before when I mentioned werewolf shadow is Paul Nashi was not only an actor in a lot of the horror movies that he made, he was also the writer and very heavily involved in the production in some ways. Uh, but in the late seventies, he actually started directing a lot of movies. He was acting and writing uh, four. And so his first one was a sort of devil's type movie called Inquisition. And then I believe none of the werewolf was like his third or fourth movie as a director. And it's part of the Waldemar Dynisky series comes up. It's in the late early eighties. It came out in 1981 actually in Spain. And it's basically a remake to Werewolf Shadow where you have a werewolf and you have a vampire in a castle and oh, and here comes Sandy. <laughs> He's going to be just wandering around. Um, but no, it's it's a great movie with probably out of all of Paul Nashi's werewolf movies, it's the one that has probably the best design out of all of them. Just looks like a terrifying werewolf. And on top of that, the production design on it looks great. The cinematography is fantastic. The uh, musical score, which is mostly library tracks, is really well selected. It's all around just a really good werewolf movie and probably one of the best uh, Spanish horror movies of that era. So I definitely recommend checking it out. Very cool. Hi, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube, this is Sandy. <laughs> She's being kind of slutty. I know. I was thinking <laughs> the same, but I didn't want to. They always said that this would happen at some point in a Zoom session that a cat would, one of my cats would flash their butt in the camera. <laughs> I hope, I hope that the channel doesn't get flagged. I don't. 
I we might that. make some money from some tax <laughs> Very true. That's very true. <laughs> oh, which actually I should also mention. Uh, so where my finger is pointed, uh, the poster down there is actually for Night of the Werewolf, which was released in uh, Spain as The Return of the Wolfman. Uh, because at that time, they hadn't made a Wolfman movie since the mid-70s. So this was like the grand return for Paul Nashi making that character in a movie again. So, hmm. oh. she's being very playful. Aww, <laughs> uh, number f- number four. So my number four is The Howling, um, which is a nice. film that I love, and I love Dee Wallace. And we just had her on, which was really special. Was that was? Uh, I always say it's but one of my fa- one of our uh, my favorite interviews. I think we had great guest. Oh, she was just so awesome. I loved and her. very very nice and accommodating because she knows she's a busy person to do uh, to take more time out of her a second day to do part two. She's a very friendly person, actually. Mm-hmm. I met her once at uh, Cinemonster Palooza years ago. Yeah, I, yeah, she's super nice. And she loved Trista, which is always a plus. Oh. Well, she I loved her back. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh coming up in I think in I think in three days is the one year anniversary of Trista joining the show. Whoa. Nice. Oh. Congrats, Trista. Oh, I will cool. bake a cake or something yeah. for that one, I think. Yeah, you guys should definitely mail me a cake. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just meant bake it, then he's going to eat it. Yeah, then I'm going to eat it myself. But, you know. <laughs> I will toast you with a slice. <laughs> I can watch you guys eat yes, it. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to write me a mailer. Howling, excellent choice. Uh, great movie. Number four was mentioned, uh, Bad Moon. Uh, I always love oh, this movie. I think movie. it's really underrated. People should check it out. Um, like Trista said, it, you know, but that to me, that adds to it. You feel, you know, you feel sympathy, obviously, for Thor. But, uh, yeah, great movie. Yep. Number four for you, Troy. Uh, my number four I don't think has been mentioned, and it's uh, Where, W-E-R, and... Um, just a really clever movie. I, I thought it was really well done. It's fairly recent, I think, within the last, what, five years, six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good mystery, and you don't know, like, if the poor guy that they've got, and they're, they're pegging him as, like, a killer or a werewolf or what. You don't really know the backstory, and then it all starts to piece together. Um just a really solid movie. I liked it a lot. Like uh, it, it really, really stuck with me because it's number th- uh, four on my list. Awesome. And real quick about Bad Moon, uh, I was almost named Thor. Yes, it's oh. true. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't, but almost. Um, Thor child, Jones. <laughs> our mom, uh, uh, when it left Troy, named me. And from what I understand, it was between his favorite com- comic book character, Thor, and a friend of his in school named Neil. Yeah, oh. it's true. And Neil won that. Yeah. That's because being Troy, like, you know, I don't know, it's a strange name. And 
I got a feeling our mom like had a thing for Troy Donahue and I don't know. So I didn't want to saddle Neil with a with another strange name. So we went with Neil. Yeah. That's what we got picked on probably if I was Thor. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I didn't get picked on. Hey I Thor, mean- where's your hammer? You know, one of those things. Uh-huh. <laughs> Number four, Justin. So my number four has also made uh, other people's lists. Uh, Dog Soldiers. Uh, Great movie. Probably my favorite from um, Neil Marshall. And uh, actually, that was my first uh, Neil Marshall film I ever saw. And I mean, it's basically, I've told people this whenever I've recommended them the movie. It's basically the movie Predator with werewolves. And it it was funny because I saw it with a friend years ago. For the first time, this was back in the days when you can actually rent DVDs off of Netflix. And so, um, and I know that's kind of ancient history now. (laughs) (laughs) I remember Uh, fondly. I was doing it up until not that long ago. Yeah. So, um, and it was funny because she saw it. We both saw it and I was just stoked on the movie, thought it was great. And she was like, yeah, that's all right. And I just kind of looked at her like, it's (laughs) it's not all that is annoying when you watch a movie you really love with someone and like you're excited for them to watch it because you can have just as so much enjoyment knowing that they like it. But then if they if they don't really care about it, it's it's really it just kind of takes everything out of you. It does. It, it kills your soul. Which, it does, yeah. Then again, apparently I have no soul for getting vaccination. <laughs> <laughs> right. How do we know that earlier? <laughs> That's how I felt when uh, I've I've had people watch uh, the Greasy Strangler. Sometimes, like, <laughs> whatever, dude. Like, but then sometimes they love it, and I'm like, yes. But excellent choice. That's why I was disowned. I'm out of the. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but Troy's not a big fan of the Greasy Strangler. But I love everybody associated with it. But... I think it's everything that, that Troy doesn't like about it is wild. Like, <laughs> he's like, well, these scenes go on forever. I was like, yeah, I know. That's why it's awesome. Yeah, it's like <laughs> repetition just doesn't thrill me, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. My three is The Monster Squad. Nice. Nice. I Classic. I love it, too. I didn't even think about that movie. Shame on me. Wolfman's got nerds. Yeah. <laughs> no. I love it too. Um, it didn't make me list just because the Wolfman. I, I was like, is it where it's Wolfman's in it? I didn't put it, but it's on my honorable mention. It's one of my favorite movies. So oh, yeah. we had uh, Carl Thibault on the show who played the world uh, years ago. But yeah, excellent choice. I love it. That was the first uh, movie I went to see with a girl was, was uh, Monster Squad when I was like 12 or something. Which I'm happy I got to see that at the New Bev when they were showing it about two, three years ago. There was about as oh. a kitty matinee. <laughs> nice. All right, excellent movie. Wolfman getting nards. Oh, and without your head is featured on in the in the Germany Blu-ray. There's a whole bunch Ooh. of uh, interviews and a video with me on there. I like to just self-promote while we're talking. It, about. it gets you around. Should. Without your head gets around. It's great. Yeah. We were, I was promised stuff and got nothing, but, but the, (laughs) (laughs) you didn't even get a DVD out. Oh, I didn't, didn't but uh, whatever. Uh, (laughs) we're mentioning it. Number three, uh, for me is the howling. Uh, I love the howling. 
it's it's a it's a combination that's it's kind of a campy movie in a lot of ways but but then like it's also really like a, a dark movie too so it's got kind of a combination of like an old school uh werewolf movie and and also like a modern you know uh it's got you know it's got great uh effects in it uh, it works on many different levels and it's, it's another example like a pack uh werewolf thing which is always good yeah i really dig it. i like that movie more now than i did as a kid i think i should revisit that one sometime i think when i was a kid i just loved american werewolf in london so much and i still do it was like i had to have uh I had to be like loyal to it for some reason. Well, it doesn't make any sense, but, but I, but now when I'm older, I like, oh, yeah. I think my problem is I'm, I'm like a illustration elitist and like all my favorite werewolves share like a certain look with like my favorite illustrators and, um, and the howling, their ears just drive me crazy. Their ears <laughs> are just too big. They look like rabbits and, and I'm like, I hate this thing because I hate the ears on these werewolves. I can't. There were rabbits. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> and the transformation at the end, not to spoil the movie, but Dee Wallace, uh, one of her huge strengths as an actor is you feel so much so much sympathy for her in all her roles. The and eyes. You feel for her when she's turning into the oh, yeah. werewolf. And she's the cutest. And also when she's being too. tormented throughout the movie by, uh, by what he thinks a serial killer. There's something that's running around down here, and it's very loud. But oh, might uh, be a werewolf. Number three for Justin. Oh, so my I number. Three. Oh no, I'm sorry. Oh. That was my, my number three. So it's number three for Troy. I'm sorry. My number I three's already been mentioned. Up. I think by everybody. Um, or maybe not Trista. I'm not sure. Curse of the Werewolf. Which I don't really have anything to add. I like. I like the origin of the werewolf in this one, too. I think it's kind of a cool take. Um, and Oliver Reed's just awesome in it. Justin. So my number three is uh, The Howling, actually. And so, you know, this is a movie that I love as well. I first saw it in college, and I watched it a ton the year that I first watched it. Actually, the summer I first watched it. I watched it a bunch and I introduced quite a few friends to it. And one of the things that I've always loved about it that has stuck with me is along with the visuals is the musical score. I love the musical score by Pino Donaggio. It comes into my head every once in a while when I'm just doing nothing for some reason. (laughs) Um, You know, I love the special effects though. I do think um, the werewolf transformation with rock, uh, Robert Picardo could have been shortened just a little bit by a few shots. And in fact, Joe Dante had a Q&A when I saw The Howling at the uh, Arrow Theater in Santa Monica. And it was on film, actually. He brought his own personal film print at the film to show. Wow. He admitted that the reason why the werewolf go- transformation goes on as long as it does is because he showed it at a test screening. And that got such a positive reaction that... Um, he didn't change. He didn't do anything else with the werewolf transformation. He just left it as is, and has since then actually come to regret it, and does actually feel that he could have done with some uh, trimming on that scene. But other than that, the rest of the effects are uh, fantastic by Rob Bottom, uh, who replaced uh, Rick Baker on that movie actually when he went off to go do an American Werewolf London. Hmm. And on top of that, it's a movie that when I first saw it, I didn't get the humorous side that everybody 
was saying over the years until I started to watch it on repeat viewings. Uh, with one of the gags that always makes me laugh is that no one can remember the name of the uh, Asian uh, news reporter. Even the people that say this, their, their favorite newscaster, they can't remember her name. <laughs> so, no, it's a movie that I love. I, I do really enjoy the movie a lot. Very good. So, yeah, it made everyone's list, I think, but Troy's. No, like I said, I'll I'll have to go back and rewatch it. I I shouldn't let my That's hatred fine. of ears go back go and spoil my my movie viewing. Yes. Real quick before we get to our top two, uh, this is the um, the bonus disc of the uh, Monster Squad German Blu-ray release. So we do. Oh, nice. When we got nice. in the, we do get a, a lot of a uh, mention on on the disc. That's awesome. Very good. We've got uh, Ashley Bank interview Tom Noonan, Carl Tebow, Michael Reed McKay, who played the mummy, and then it's got a video interview with um, with me and Andre Gower. All right. So the number two, Trista. My number two is a movie that I love, and it's called Good Manners. Um, there, it's it's a Brazilian film. The only thing that does disappoint me a little is the CGI, but it, it's it's kind of like um, Rosemary's Baby meets uh, Little Shop of Horrors. That's Whoa. All right, I'm sold. That's going on my list of much <laughs> must watch now. Which, and I do love, Trista, that we both managed to squeeze in obscure uh, <laughs> Latin horror movies into our list. So... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they're great films. I'm excited to check out your recommendations too. Mm. Oh, definitely. Geraldine uh, mentions Where is from 2013. 2013. Okay. I've got a few written down here now in my notes to watch. So it's exciting. Number two for Troy. Oh, my number two is. Um, it's me, isn't it? It's you, you crazy bugger. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my number two is the original Wolfman. We're going back here. Uh, Universal Monster Movies, my favorite. So I, I grew up on. Uh, that's really what got me into horror movies. Also, my uh, number two. Watch them as a as a kid. In I put them off uh, off uh, VH, you know, off TV. Um, which is interesting because you know a lot of times you can't watch. You can't don't want your kids watching a lot of horror movies. But the Universal Monster movies are rated G or something, so they can watch them. But they're also not kid movies. So, you know, I, I don't think a lot of kids like myself really wanted to watch kids' movies. But, well, my mother didn't care what I watched. But so if, if a lot of people don't want to watch, you, let, you know, if your kid don't necessarily watch a kid's movie. So you can watch a horror movie that's not made for kids, but it's also, you know, not graphic. So you're not going to, you know, go insane or, or whatever. But uh, Wolfman is awesome. Uh I like the curse aspect of the movie, and uh, it's just a great, great looking yeah. Wolfman too. And I know the uh, the transformation is really dated, but I kind of like that about it. Yeah, and it still holds up. You can still watch it and still dig the transformation. Yeah, you kind of see like uh, how they used to do things back in the day. Yep. The lap dissolves. They're classic. Yep. Oh yeah. And uh, like Claude Rains is so great as the dad. He's just perfect. I like the underbite of the werewolf. Yes. <laughs> I thought you would. I have a very big underbite, so it fits me. All right, Troy, you're number two. My number two is also the wolfman. 
and I still love Claude Rains. Actually, I like everything about it. I yeah. think Vale is great. Uh, you know, it's the the Gypsy and everything. I, I just love everything about that movie. You can also include it on uh, if we did like a, a the Thirteen Gypsy movies, the Thirteen Curse movies. Oh yeah, it's, it's I like that uh, about the movies. All right, Curse movies would be kind of cool. Yeah, when we I went to see it in the theater a few years ago. Well, I guess it was more it was like eight years ago. But um, and they did a double feature of Wolfman and Drag Me to Hell. And uh, at the time of the, nice. movie, the double you know, curse, what a weird combination. But then you know, I was like, oh yeah, they're both you know about curses, gypsies. Yeah, yeah gypsy curses, right? Mm-hmm. And that's they could have done thinner it. on there too. Yeah, drag. Well, I don't really like thinner, but Drag Me to Hell. Uh, no, movies. It's another movie. It's PG thirteen. Because people always say, you know, PG-13 horror movies, no good, blah, blah, blah. But that's a PG-13 horror movie, and it totally works. I, I the point is, you can make a good movie rated whatever it is. I've seen plenty of R-rated movies that are terrible. So. <laughs> yep. All right, Justin, number two. My number two is uh, also The Wolfman, continuing the trend. <laughs> and, I mean, as everybody can see by my display here, I love The Wolfman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, always been one of my favorite monsters and uh you know it's i watched the universal monster movies uh during this a lot during the summer of 2004 uh when i bought the legacy collection when they started with only dracula frankenstein the wolfman and then later bumped it up to the mummy invisible man and uh christian the black lagoon i think they did a fly one eventually too did they sure but uh, i'll have to look into that (laughs) And it's, um, you know, it's a movie that's always stuck with me from when I was a teenager, you know, and I first fell in love with it. And actually, my last time seeing that one was actually in a theater on 35mm. I've seen that one twice in theaters. Nice. Once was uh, with The Howling. Uh, the Howling was on 35mm, but The Wolfman was on digital for uh, interesting reasons. And then, uh, but I did see it again a few years later at another theater in LA, The Vista, uh, on a double feature with the Invisible Man, and both movies were on thirty-five millimeter film, so that was a very neat experience. Yeah, so that sounds great. Out real quick because you guys are out in LA, and there's like a lot of really cool theaters like that. And I was really happy. One of my local theaters in Boston, the Coolidge, which has been around since the twenties, I think. And there was a lot of talk it might be closed forever, but it it reopened this week, which I was really excited about. And so wherever you're listening to the show, watching the show, you might have a theater like that in your in your area. You know, seek it out because uh, not only is it fun to watch movies in the in thirty five millimeter or however they show them, but um, if you get out there and watch them and support them, you know they'll, they'll stay around. It's true. All right, uh, that was number two, I believe. Yes, we were on. Hold number on. two. <laughs> number, two. <laughs> number one. And hello, uh, my, I'm my, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> uh, Dean, I believe it's I believe it's Dobbs. Dean uh, Dobbs is in the chat, and he says hello from England. Hello. Who took me out for fish and chips when I was in London? He's a good guy. Nice. All right, number one. Oh my! My one is the Wolfman as well. Oh. Have to be the Wolfman. You, you had it even higher than any of us. I know mine one and two I was debating over, but one and two could be interchangeable for me, honestly. Yeah. But but I have my reasons for number one though. So I have a feeling all of our number ones might be the same between the three gentlemen here. 
Well, my number one, uh, probably people already know because I talk about all the time. The show, American Werewolf in London. Um, just I think it's the best transformation scene. Um, not only that, though, uh, I think it's one of the best comedy horrors because oh, yeah. I, th- I think uh, for a comedy horror to work, it has to work as a horror movie. And you could watch it just a straight up horror movie. All the gore works, all the horror works. And the comedy is very dry, which is a kind of comedy I like. And so you could watch it without even noticing that, I think. But it works on, on either level. I think the uh, the friend character is one of the best parts of the movie. Oh, yeah. Coming Jack back, yeah, as, as yep. the undead guy. And, just and trying Griffin to Dunn's to just awesome him. in that role, too. Trying to get him to kill himself, which should be an awful thing. Like everything in it's really awful, but uh, but at the same time it's 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 funny, and then the um, the transformation scene. Not only does it look cool, the idea that he's in so much pain transforming into the werewolf, I think, really is a big part of the movie. The music, even though in a way I think you could think, oh, it's really obvious they're using all these the music about moons and stuff, but it totally works in the movie. Uh, the beginning part when they're alone out in the moors, I think is that's, uh, I'm not trying to be a tough guy when I always say like, I don't really get scared of movies, but I think that stuff's actually genuinely creepy when they're out uh, in the darkness and they don't know what's, what's going around them. And uh, the only negative to me is I actually don't really care for the look of the werewolf, but it's barely in the movie. And uh, oh, when he's, yeah, when he's all done, exactly transforming, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan, but uh, as a movie, I love it. And you really don't even, the werewolf doesn't, well, he has scenes where you don't really see him, but you only see him for like a few seconds. Yeah, it's like the shark in Jaws. I think they knew, you know, like, keep him just for those special cases. Yeah, actually, when I, I listened to our David Naughton interview uh, I mentioned earlier, and he had mentioned that originally uh, John Landis wanted more of the werewolf in the movie, but uh, uh, they were like, please don't put, and he said it worked for the best, that they didn't. Oh, yeah. And actually, there's a funny story about that. In one of the earlier DVD releases of the movie, Rick Baker mentions in a documentary that you never see the the behind of the werewolf, and it's because out of the behind of the werewolf is their op- the werewolf operator's <laughs> legs, and they're actually doing like a wheelbarrow thing oh, with really? it. Oh, yeah. So there was actually someone holding up the operator's legs behind the werewolf, and actually, oh, that's wild. And when you see the behind-the-scenes footage of it, actually, there's a point where they let the camera roll, and you just see the werewolf just was on by, and you see the back legs actually aren't even are kind of moving awkwardly. It's because they're not even touching the ground. <laughs> that reminds me of an in the uh, Hellraiser, which I never noticed until it was brought to my attention um, at the end of the movie. I forget the name of the character when it's when it's like chasing chasing through the corridor kind of out of hell oh yeah and you can see the legs of the people controlling it which i never noticed because i think i was just into the movie but after it was brought to my attention like i think it was on the um i forget what it's called it's like i think it's the first two or three movies and they put it out on a like in a box set and in the special edition you know they talk about that and then you totally notice it you can see the feet and then that's all i ever noticed You can see the feet and like part of like the little machine. It's the same way. It's like a wheelbarrow pushing it down this this corner. Oh. I'm surprised I haven't seen noticed that yet. Given that that's a, sort of a Halloween tradition for me to watch that around October. Hellraiser. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, now that you know, you probably won't be able to miss it. <laughs> yeah, now because I never you know. Can't see it. Yeah. 
All right. Number one for true. Yeah, that's also my number one. And I I really don't have anything to add. I just, you know, everything about that movie I love. Justin? Also my number one. And uh, you can't see it, but just above uh, Dawn of the Dead over uh, here is An American World in London. It's oh, nice. nice. One of my favorite movies of all time. One of my favorite horror movies. It uh, makes my top ten horror movies list. Uh, the transformation is great. I I love it. Can't say enough things about it. I mean, it got Rick Baker uh, an Academy Award, and I mean, it was the first. It wasn't the movie that created the best uh, makeup effects award. That was uh, the Elephant Man a year before, but it was the first movie to win that award, and therefore Rick Baker's first award. And I mean, it's also, it's a funny movie. It's a movie I've seen so many times <laughs> since I was yeah. a teenager. Uh, first saw when I was 13 on AMC, actually, on the AMC oh, wow. network. And I know almost every line in the movie by heart. <laughs> it's actually a staple in my family's household. We watch it quite frequently since I was a kid. And um, it might even be my first uh, werewolf film as well. And just like uh, The Howling, it's another werewolf movie where the orchestral score actually gets stuck in my head and comes out, comes about every once in a while. In fact, before this podcast, I was listening to uh, the excerpts of the score because it's to this day never been released um, in soundtrack form because it's just snippets. Oh. Um, But then the last thing I'll say about The American Werewolf is even though I can't say that the movie scared me, it also kind of did in a way because after the movie was done and I loved it, thought it was great, didn't scare me. But then I'm at night, I'm walking to uh, my bathroom, which is right out here, right outside my bedroom. And there's a hallway straight down that way. And I remember, you know, I would walk out of the bathroom and I would just walk straight to my room afterwards, just not wanting to look down the hallway thinking that I'm going to see a werewolf down there. <laughs> just a bipedal or I'm sorry, a quadruped werewolf um which i am actually one of the few that in this group that does like the design of the werewolf myself and i'm actually excited to eventually get the NECA figure when it finally goes on sale it sounds like nice yeah yeah it does we should have guys with a wheelbarrow in the back they should (laughs) we can get bash we can make that that's true true. (laughs) but yeah that figure is amazing it is i always think why didn't they have these figures when i was a kid and you would have broken it or something. I mean, hey, this is the closest to NECA I got when I was about 14. And I mean, it's pretty good. Pretty damn good. Yep. Unfortunately, this guy broke, but I had a little wolf man. He used to be up here. Oh. I have to glue his arm back on. Yeah. Very sad. Huh? <laughs> uh, any honorable mentions that have not been mentioned? Because I had Monster Squad, which, you know, uh, Trista had on her list. Uh, Teen Wolf and Company of the Wolf for me, honestly. Um, I was a teenage werewolf. Oh, that I thought you were just telling that. Oh, well, I was, but (laughs) yeah, that could also be my honorable mention. Me too. (laughs) And Beth. Let's see. I have a Wolf Cop. I actually really like Wolf Cop. Very silly movie. The wolf looks cool. And let's see. Anyone's, oh, Big Bad Wolf. Uh, I think it's a, a fun uh, 
uh, werewolf movie. And it was not really a werewolf movie, but there's a there's a cool one of the one of the short stories in it is, is cool, and that's uh, Trick or Treat. Oh yeah, that is a fantastic movie. For sure. Yeah, I love. Yeah. But I didn't really consider it a werewolf movie, so I didn't have my list. But. Same. That's why I didn't make my list either. Yep. All right. Very good. Is there any is there any good uh, werewolf TV shows? Um, there's an old one. That had uh, Chuck Connors in it. That was really good, but I think it only lasted one yeah. season. It never had the payoff. I can't remember what it was called, but I I loved it. And if it was, was around now, probably he he was. He was one of the pack of the werewolves, and they had like a rogue werewolf that kind of took off. He didn't want to be part of like the evil band of werewolves, and so Chuck Connors and his boys they they were trying to track him down. Chuck Connors is a werewolf. I'm on board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was great, too, because he was kind of creepy old Chuck Connors. It wasn't like the Rifleman, uh, Chuck, Chuck Connors. I do love the Rifleman. Oh, I do, too. Don't get me wrong. But I also and he also him. played for the Celtics, so I, I love him on two levels. But I also do love him in Tourist Trap, though, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was more around that time. It was a little bit later than that. I, I can't remember what the show was called, but they they did a lot of the um, the universal things where you would see the uh, pentagram on somebody's palm if they were going to be your victim, and um, it was just it was a really cool show, and I think it only lasted the one season. I never got the payoff, and now I see every show last for like twelve or fifteen seasons. I'm like, man, why did this stuff come around now? Yeah, well, I mean, about streaming is uh, things get a, more of a chance to. Um, yeah. you know, if they don't have like millions of viewers, they can they can live. What were you saying, Justin? Sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say unrelated. I mean, you had shows like Mash back in the day that lasted like eleven years, so that's about as. Yeah. You wouldn't get horror shows like that though. The closest was maybe Dark Shadows. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It just seems like nowadays everything, like even things that you think just kind of came and went. It's like uh, Riverdale, I think, is in its like fifth or sixth season. Like, really? Sexy Archie's in its sixth season? That's kind of crazy to me. I'm not, why? I've not seen it. No, neither have I. <laughs> in I'm fairness, it might be a great show. Yeah. Oh, which that reminds me. I mentioned my history with uh, werewolf movies, actually, uh, attempting to make them anyway. Oh yeah, uh, there were two instances of that. One is, was a uh, back in the day. I used to experiment with uh, Legos back in the early two thousands, uh, making short films with those. And so I actually got very ambitious and tried to make a werewolf movie with that, where it would have been uh, werewolves in the Middle Ages, and it was going to be called uh, Mark of the Beast, which was used as a manuscript story in mine and Tristan's film dead. Queen of the yeah. Dead. And so the script for that film that I wrote back in the late 2000s actually found its way into Queen of the Dead as a prop. <clears throat> and so it was going to be werewolves in the Middle Ages. The werewolves themselves were actually going to be uh, animated through uh, rotoscoping, having like uh, clay models that were just stop motion animated. But it was just too ambitious a project. And other films and shows have come out since then that it just, I felt kind of discouraged. Now, in terms of live action, though, I had made my film uh, Blood of the Dam, which was part of the uh, 
Slasher 6 Halloween Marathon. And there was going to be sort of an anthology series of that where there was going to be another short film every year or so that was connected to that film in some way as like part of a weird lineup. So the next one was going to be a werewolf one that I also got ambitious once again and tried to uh, cast myself as the werewolf in that while I was also the writer, director, producer. And I was featured as the vampire hunter in Blood of the Dam. Um, but I didn't go with my uh, later realization that I'm not that good of an actor. And so I tried to be the lead werewolf in this movie. And on top of that, the other actors that I was with, we could only commit to so many days where we got actually quite a bit of it shot, but not enough to make a complete film. And looking at the footage now, it's just, it's not very good. I'm not very good in it. Most of the actors aren't very good. The script is also not very good. So just a lot of things add up to not, the movie not being good and not, not worth continuing. Maybe revisiting and seeing if I can improve upon it with another actor playing the werewolf. Uh, which this was also my first time doing special effects on one of my own films. I actually did the makeup on myself as a werewolf. So there is actually werewolf footage of me out there in this full werewolf design, wolfman design. So. Very cool. Well, I hope you, I, I, I have faith in you that we will eventually see your werewolf film. Most definitely. I've been tempted to possibly do something uh, with a female werewolf, actually. And I think Trista might be an interesting choice for the role. Oh, of I love this idea. Thank you. <laughs> It's, I think we're all fan, well, yeah, yeah, we're all fans of this idea. And uh, for, we mentioned on the show, but Queen of the Dead is uh, on YouTube now, and it's won some well, lots of awards at uh, festivals. It is quite. It's I can't even keep track anymore. It's I think it's as far as awards go. I think it's around eleven, and then it's been entered in several different festivals over the last two years since it's uh, been completed. So. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, it's great, and I'm glad you know people are seeing it and and appreciating it. Most definitely, yeah. No, it seems like it, it's already hit a thousand on YouTube, and it has like thirty nine thumbs up and only two thumbs down. <laughs> so there's, there's people out there that will just give anything thumbs down. It's true. Yeah. How could anyone give anything with Tristan if thumbs down? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, this is what I'm saying, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be her quote on the, on the DVD. How could exactly. anyone give anything with Trista thumbs down? Exactly. <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, I think I don't know what happened to Troy here. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering myself. <laughs> yeah. Probably looking for skulls or something. I don't know. Maybe the, the dog. Maybe the pin. Could be or the bees. He's got he's got ten thousand bees now. So uh, anyway, you can get these cool eight bit retro shirts at slasherman.com. We got we got a uh, Howman right here. <laughs> Thing man. It's Howman here. I don't want to get sued, but uh, so you can get that and a lot of cool ones. A lot of independent um, horror movies are on there and classic horror movies. So check that out. They're very fun. Uh, Queen of the Dead. Watch that on YouTube. Troy. Hello. 
going on? He's popping in and out here. It scared me. I just found out uh, coming up on the show, um, not during our werewolf month, but maybe next month, we are going to have Veronica Carlson on the show, uh, Hammer Ooh. Horror uh, Film Star. So that's going to be very cool. I'll, uh, I'll need to tune in on that one, actually. Yeah, she's in, uh, Dracula has risen from the grave with Christopher Lee. Frank's I Must Be Destroyed as well. Yes, with Peter Cushing. So that's going to be a very exciting show. Looking forward to that. We'll have to schedule because of the time difference because she's actually in England, I believe. But uh, that'll be very cool. Uh, coming up, we're going to have uh, some more uh, werewolf guests here in the coming weeks. I'm going to try to schedule some guests from uh, some movies here that we brought up. Anything there, Mr. Jones? Got nothing to report. I don't think um, in the world of horror, uh, no. I have nothing. I'm sorry. Uh, Justin, it's always cool to have you here. Mm. Always. You're not a member of, of uh, Without Your Head. Yes. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Not just because you have head in the name. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't hurt. Right. It's definitely, and it's always a blast to be uh, with you guys on this, and look forward to doing future lists and future guest spots. Very good. That'd be a good. Thank time. you, Justin. Thank yep. you, Tristan. You have, thank you. You have that open door policy. You may come anytime you'd like. It was definitely thank thank you, Troy. Thank you all for having me on here, and thank you for having uh, Sandy as well. Thank you, Sandy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks for bumping up our hits. I remember a couple weeks ago we had a guest who their cats on Instagram. I'm sure they're going to turn tune in to see Sandy. <laughs> Most definitely. Just mention there's cats in the description, and uh, we'll be uh, <laughs> I'll, you'll be I'll golden. Start doing that hashtag cats in the. That's great. Yeah. All right. We'll see everyone soon. Thanks for watching. A lot of people are in the chat. Thanks, oh, guys. Oh yeah. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. Had a yeah, lot of fun. Yell at us if we missed your favorite werewolf movie. Post it over on the Facebook group. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe. Hit the bell icon. Get all the notifications. Follow us on Instagram. Just follow us everywhere except for to, except to our homes, and we'll be right <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Very good. Good night. Good night, all. From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Rip where we should have listened. Sit here on a lie. Wailing, you tiny. Never gonna die. The tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming night. Mostly, they're coming night. Mostly, they're coming night. Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage. Okay.